Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello, people of the kingdom. Welcome or welcome back to my channel. It's Tuesday, November 1st that I'm recording this. I just had a nice relaxing day of just journaling, writing, just reflecting on what November means to me, what October meant for me, a couple journal prompts, and I actually had to go on TikTok to find some journal prompts. I just typed November journal prompts and I wrote the first one that came up because it had a bunch of questions. It's currently 5 o'clock. I haven't eaten all day. This is a bad habit that I'm I'm trying to break. I've realized I've cultivated a habit of just not eating all day. Um, and maybe that's the spirit of New York. That's why everyone here is so skinny. <laughs> just kidding. No, but I, I, I just, I get so wrapped up in the day that I forget to feed myself, which is not good or sometimes I remember that I haven't eaten but I just like I'm too lazy to cook or something either way it's a bad habit I don't eat at all I actually have not ate breakfast in the past two weeks um I barely eat lunch and I don't eat dinner (laughs) long story short I'm starving myself for what? I don't understand. I'm not deliberately doing it. It's just like, oh, it's a lot of things. It's a lot of things. It's waking up and having to rush to work. And then at work, sometimes I'll have lunch. But like, I only have, kind of only have lunch with my boss. But I says lunch low key. Because I never want to buy lunch. And we didn't have a microwave. So I never brought lunch from home. Because I couldn't warm it up. I try to bring, like, sandwiches sometimes, but, like, those, uh, I'm not sure what happened. I didn't like them. I'm not really, uh, I wasn't good at making the sandwiches. (laughs) Yeah, it's 5 o'clock, and I haven't eaten, and I'm going to eat after this. I want to make jollof, which is also, like, kind of silly of me because I haven't eaten all day, and I want to stand up on my feet and make jollof, the most taxing meal there is. I don't know why I do that to myself. It's just something I want to do. And maybe I'll have a quick little meal before I actually make the jollof. I think that's smart. And I think it's the only way I would be able to actually cook is if I eat first. But welcome. Welcome to the kingdom. How are you doing? I'm doing okay. I have been exhausted. Like, so truly just tired. I've been so tired recently. And I think New York is just New Yorking me at the moment. It's New Yorking me. When I was moving, I said that I wanted to move to kind of experience like a reformation, if that makes sense. I want to grow again. I want to be a seed that is planted in the soil of New York. And I want to sprout. I want to grow Right now, it's like a two-month-old seed because it's November 1st, and I actually moved in September 1st. 
So it's been two months and <laughs> needless to say, I am a seed, all right. I am a seed, all right. I think I was already like formed from college. And then what happens when you have a fruit and you want to re replant it again, you know? You get a mango, let's see, or let's say you get like some oranges and you're like, oh, I actually want to have a, an orange tree in my backyard, so I'm going to plant these orange seeds. You can't just get orange seeds out of nowhere. You have to eat the orange, break it apart, and then get the seed and then plant it again. So when I moved to New York, I want to say that maybe I was like an orange. You know, I'm kind of like, I'm I'm like a ripe orange, a little little old, you know, maybe it's been old for a couple of days. And I wanted New York to eat me up alive and then spit my seeds back out and plant it for me to grow again, you know? And it's eating me up alright. <laughs> New York City is eating me up alright. Oh my goodness, guys. I've had like the hardest week, week and a half. Week actually. I've had the hardest past week and a half. And it's a lot of things. It's just adjusting to a new environment, I think, is one of the reasons. Um, I don't have community around me. I have my boyfriend. I have my roommates. I have a couple co-workers. But I don't feel like I'm in a safe, loved environment. Like... You know, I've kind of created a nice little zen garden in my bedroom. But when I walk out there in the streets of New York City, I am <laughs> I'm I'm offering myself to be preyed upon. You know, when I walk outside of this room, even not even these doors, this room that I'm in. There's predators everywhere. And it's not like sexual or violence or anything. It's just like my character, who I am as a person, my habits, my thoughts, my opinions. They're up for grabs. Like they're up for violation. They're up for predatory uh, actions. <laughs> I don't know how to say it, but like. I'm just, it's, uh, everywhere I go, I'm under attack, basically. That's what I'm trying to say. New York City, I am under the attack of New York City. Is this what I wanted? Maybe. I Yes. But it's just like, okay, you guys can calm down now. You know, like, everything can just be chill. Like, it's fine, okay? I'm fine. <laughs> like, I'm just, I'm just... I'm harmless. And it's like everyone is out to get me. That's how I feel. And it's just been a hard week. Like, yeah, I don't feel safe here. And I have no choice, you know, but to feel safe because this is where I'm living now. And, yes, the streets of New York City are scary. And I'm not even talking about strangers out there that like might harm me which is one thing that's also constantly on my mind is like new york city is not safe 
But also, I'm not in my little bubble that I was in when I was back home in Massachusetts under the safe, loving care of my mother and my sister and my aunts and uncles and all my friends from school and church. Like, I knew I was loved and cherished and cared for there. Here, I have to find people or create this safe environment for myself without anybody around because that's just what I have to do. And it's proving to be a challenge because one thing that I feel like is out to get me (laughs) is this work-life balance. I basically don't have any time for myself these days. Ever since I started working, I work all day. It feels like all my days are, you know, given to this job. And I love this job. I'm excited about this job. I want this job, but I have no time for myself except for the weekends. I feel like I'm in school again. And I wake up in the morning and I get ready for work. I come back and I'm so exhausted from work that I sleep. And then I wake up and I do the same thing over and over again. And it's just taking a toll on my body, on my mood. I'm just very easily irritated. I feel like work has been hard too because there's a lot of tasks. It's just a lot. There's It's work. You know, it's not fun. I'm getting paid to do it because it's not fun. <laughs> if it was fun and easy or, if, you know, everybody would do it for free. But it's called work because it actually takes work. Wow. Shocker. So I'm working so much and I know I'm not the only one working. I know a lot of people are working as well. But I coming from somebody who never really wanted to have a job and wanted to work for themselves and just kind of have this free life of being a creative, it's just blowing my mind that, wow, like, work is actually a lot of work. <laughs> work is actually a lot of work. And the people at work as well, they're, they're not my safe, cocoon-loving family that I had in college and at, at home. These are strangers, strangers who, yes, I'm getting to know, but these are strangers who I have to adapt to their communication style. I have to adapt to the way they think and the way they work and their moods and their attitudes and their, you know, like, I just feel like I'm under attack everywhere I go. (laughs) And it's, it's been hard. That's all I have to say. It's been hard. I'm having a hard week. On top of being in a relationship, which also takes work, like relationships are not easy. They take work. I am catering to somebody else's, you know. I'm We're catering for each other. And granted, I'm probably taking him through the ringer because I'm just so moody all the time now and just angry at everything. And... More importantly, I think I'm just angry that I, like, this isn't what I envisioned for myself, and now I have to adjust to it, and so it's just a lot of things I'm having a hard time with. Work-life balance, roommate balance, like, living with complete strangers is also a lot of work. Like, there's so many things happening in my life right now that I'm like, 
oh my gosh, I didn't anticipate any of this. I knew what I signed up for, but I just didn't know how hard it was going to be. Like, I'm living with people I just met two months ago. Like, of course, there's going to be conflict and disagreements and misunderstandings. I'm working a new job. Of course, there's going to be conflicts and disagreements and misunderstandings. I'm going to make mistakes. I'm living in a new city, a new state. It's all too much. It's all too much. I'm having a hard time. I was so excited. It was a blast the first couple weeks. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I'm having a hard time. I'm having a hard time. I am having a hard time. With that being said, let me tell you the things I've been welcoming this week that have kind of helped me through this hard time. Number one, Just Kids by Patti Smith. This is a book that I just picked up at my local bookstore. It's very nice. I love books where it's set in New York City because it like I can relate kind of in this book it's um they're both artists they're like young artists and they're slowly falling in love one is a painter the other is a writer does it sound familiar (laughs) and um she just moved to new york city he was already living in brooklyn oh my gosh this is sounding like my life maybe that's why i like this book so much yeah she just moved to new york city doesn't know anybody is trying to find a job It's just very hard on her. She's having a hard time. Oh my gosh, this book is me. (laughs) She's having a hard time. She's having a hard time. She meets this boy and they just start living together and stuff like that. So, and now they're both very famous. I don't know if they're, I think, I think one of them is dead. But it's just kind of a memoir of like how, I guess, they grew up and made their lives in New York City. So I'm very excited to read it. I feel like I'll find a lot of motivation and inspiration and just like it's written very well too so i like it a lot so yeah if you want a book recommendation just kids by patty smith is what i'm reading right now that's one thing i'm welcoming another thing i have been welcoming this week into the kingdom is trader joe's macaroons this isn't just a weekly thing this is a monthly thing i have been Getting this every time I go to Trader Joe's. Their macaroons, very, very good. And I always eat the best flavors, and then it's left with, like, pistachio and fig, and I don't want to eat that. So it's right here if anybody wants it. Third thing I'm welcoming to the kingdom is leggings under jeans. I have start, I started wearing leggings under jeans, like, October 1st. Seriously, I'm not playing games with the cold. It changes everything. Like, yeah, that's the concept of layering when it gets cold, duh. But, like, don't wait for the winter to wear leggings under your jeans. Wear leggings under your jeans now. That's all I have to say. Fourth thing, just taking a break. I took a day off work today because I wasn't feeling well. And I was just so scared to take a day off because I'm like, oh, my gosh, am I letting my coworkers down? Uh, They need me. Uh, like, I just feel so bad. They're going to think I'm a horrible employee, like all these things. And it's like, no, you just got hired two months ago. I promise you things were up and running without you. You can take a break if you don't feel well. I took a break. I took a day off because 
my body has just been so sore. I've been feeling just exhausted mentally and physically tired, no energy, drained. <laughs> I'm thinking about the TikTok sound. Uh-uh, today drained me. Seriously, that's how I feel every single day I come home. Fifth thing I'm welcoming to the kingdom is a rebrand. <laughs> a rebrand. The first week of New York City, the first week of New York City, come on. The first week I moved into New York City, I was going to a job apart. Oh my gosh, I went. I was going to a job interview. And I walked by this like furniture store and the owner and I made eye contact. He was black. And like the furniture store was like a bunch of like African type furniture stuff. It looked like an African like a gallery, but it was a furniture store. So we made eye contact and I was like, "Uh, uh-uh, like I'm gonna come back. So I went back because like it's just one of those things where like I just felt called to walk into the store. I did. It just felt like we knew each other and I had to go into the store. That's what it felt like. So I went into the store. I don't know him from anywhere. He doesn't know me. But we were talking and he was like, you know, asking my name and stuff. And there's this thing that's been happening recently where whenever I say my name, people just have an absurd reaction to it. Like kind of like a knee jerk reaction of like either awkwardness or laughter maybe or just like they're not really sure if I really said Karen like they're like you know it's just weird like how have I been living my life peacefully for the past maybe 19 18 years and then all of a sudden my name is cause for controversy what is that I don't like that so anyway He was like, you know, a couple of my friends actually go by their last names because, like, they have two basic names and they kind of want to make a name for themselves, so they go by their last names because that's, like, different and unique and stands out. And I was like, oh, that's actually a brilliant idea. So I've been doing this thing where when I meet strangers, I tell them my name is Adekora. And that's not even how you say it, but let's not even get into that point. Let's not even get into that point. Um, that's just how I've been saying it ever since I've been in America. So I'm going to just go with the white man (laughs) in more than one areas of my life. Uh Oh, (laughs) anyway, I've been introducing myself as Adokura for like people that I know I'm never going to run into ever again. And just seeing how that flows off my tongue. And when I tell you the reaction to Adokura versus Karen is completely insane and mind-blowing. Like, people literally melt at the sound of Adekora. They're like, oh my gosh, that is the most beautiful name I've ever heard. Wow. (gasps) Someone literally gasped. And I was like, oh wow, I could have been living this life for so long. (laughs) I could have just been living like this for so long. So, you know, I just have been doing this experiment and the reactions are completely different. And I've decided I want to live a life of comfortability and ease and special treatment. And, you know, I just want to live a good life. I want to live a good life. And if that means introducing myself via my last name, 
to make people find me more attractive and charming and endearing, duh, that's what I'm going to do. So from now on, everybody call me Adakora. Don't call me Karen. <laughs> I don't even know who that is. Just kidding. No, I love her. I love her. I do. But I I have this thing where I've been saying that when I get married, I'm going to switch Adakora to my first name and then my husband's last name. So I'm just going to start this practice now so that it's not like, boom, she got married and changed her name. It's just going to be Adakora from now on. And it's not that hard to say. Like, you can call me Cora if you want. People have been calling me Cora for like two years now because of King Cora. So Cora is fine. I do like Adakora better, though. It's just, it's Adakora. Like, it's not that hard. It's like Isabella, Adakora, Ketranada, you know, Adakora. Isabella. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. It's fine. And you can do it. You can say it. I, I just take a five second break and just say Adakora five times. Okay. Adakora, Adakora, Adakora. Just do that. Uh Oh, um, my, my doorbell is ringing. Let's see. Never mind. I think it was the doorman. So yeah, that is my new rebrand. I promise Actually, I can't even promise that. I was going to say I promise this is the last rebrand, but I can't promise you that. And life is just way too short and fleeting and fickle to be stuck in a reality you don't want. If I don't want the reality of people wincing at my name and I could just have a reality where people gasp and fawn over my name, duh, I'm going to choose that reality. (laughs) I'm going to choose that reality. So, yeah, I just think that we as humans, like, you can just get up and do anything. Kanye just literally changed his name to Ye. Like, he's like, call me Ye. Everyone's like, all right. So everyone started calling him Ye. You know what I mean? Like, you can do anything. You can actually do anything you want. You can just get up and rebrand. If you don't like a reality you're living in, switch it up. As long as it doesn't hurt anybody, you can just get up and change your mind. You can get up and reroute. You can wake up and be new. You can you can just do anything you want. It's so easy. It's so easy. We can create the reality we live in. And that's what I've decided to do. So I'm at Cora now. I'm going to go to work and tell everybody to call me at Cora. And then I'm going to just start introducing myself by that. So if you see me in public, don't call me Karen. But also if you see me in public and you hear that I'm introducing myself as Adakora, like, don't be like, isn't that Karen? Yes, it is. But my name is Adakora. You know what I mean? Like, just calm down, you know? (laughs) Just calm down. It's actually gone so bad to the point where when I go to Starbucks, I give them my sister's name. I say Clara instead so that they can just yell it out because it's so uncomfortable when I see Karen like at Starbucks or like at a like you know any place where like they need my name to say it publicly like just I just don't like it I really don't I don't like it and so yeah (laughs) I do like the name Karen though it means pure-hearted I think it's a beautiful name it's unfortunate what has happened to it and luckily I don't have to live in that reality anymore (laughs) Okay, and lastly, things I'm exiling, being a people pleaser. And that's what this episode is about. 
One thing I'm exiling from the kingdom is being a people pleaser. And we're going to get into the main topic of the episode right now. Yes, I'm changing. I've always been a people pleaser and I've heard this term so much I never really resonated with it I never really resonated with like you know seeing a video that's titled how to stop being a people pleaser and then like clicking on it because I never thought I was a people pleaser I never thought I was a pushover I never thought I was weak I never thought I was you know I thought I was fine I didn't think I was a people pleaser. I thought I was good. I never thought I was a people pleaser. And I think I just maybe never knew the definition of a people pleaser and like not having boundaries because a lot of the times being a people pleaser comes from lack of boundaries and being scared to put up a boundary because you don't want to hurt anybody or you don't want anybody to feel a type of way about you. So I lacked boundaries and I was a people pleaser. Now, what does what is the definition of a people pleaser? Let's look that up right now. A people pleaser is someone, and I can't find an exact definition, but someone who everyone considers so nice and so kind and often feel the need to help or make other people on make other people comfortable and please other people at the expense of their own needs and desires and this is where this is where the conflict for me came in because I just thought I was being nice you know what I mean I thought this is what a kind person does this is what a nice person does so I would often do things for others at the expense of what I want and what I what like my desires or what I want And what actually benefits me and makes me comfortable. I have put myself in so many situations where I was catering for someone out of fear of, you know, if I don't do this, they won't like me. Or if I don't do this, then I am not a nice person or I'm not a kind person. And it was it it, it almost was like blinding. I actually didn't even see that I was doing this. It's recently that I've been kind of realizing my people pleasing tendencies and actively working against it and it is it's been a lot of hard work and the thing about being a people pleaser also is that often it does the opposite of what you want to happen so when you're a people pleaser the outcome you're expecting is that everybody loves you And you're so kind and so nice and you're bending over backwards for everyone at the expense of your own life. And, well, not literally, like you're not going to die or anything, but I'm just saying at the expense of what you want in life, that you want the outcome to be that everybody likes you and you have a beautiful, happy life. You're thinking, when I do this or if I do this for this person, like, Everything is going to be all right in the world. They're going to like me. People are going to be people are going to like me. People are going to want me in their life like all of this. What actually happens is that it creates 
a sort of aura or veil around you that nobody really wants to be close to you because you kind of lack a strong stance in something, you know? Nobody wants to be with someone who is always agreeing with everybody, who never has a strong opinion on their own, who doesn't put their, you know, doesn't have, like, desires or needs, like, who lets people walk all over them, basically. So we're letting people walk all over us or tell us what to do or treat us anyhow. And in the end, we're expecting that, okay, when this happens, all is right in the world and everyone's going to be happy with me and it's going to be fine. But what ends up happening, it's like people look at that and be like, oh, this girl has no backbone. You can just do whatever you want with her and she'll be fine. Nobody wants to be near that or not even near that. Maybe you have people near you. You probably have people near you, obviously, but you fail to make strong connections because you want to be agreeable with, you want to agree with everyone. You know what I mean? For example, like if there's a conflict or an argument and you're like, okay, I want both sides of this party to be fine with me. I want both sides of this party to be like fine with me. What happens is that you end up like not choosing sides and you're like, Oh, actually, I see where both parties are coming from. And maybe you do. You probably genuinely do. But then neither party wants to really form a deep bond with you because you didn't have a strong side or a strong stance in either either side. Do you get what I'm saying? So that like that can manifest as that as well. Um, All throughout college, I was a people pleaser, I feel like. I think... I just never wanted conflict. I never wanted conflict. I never wanted people to be upset with me. I never wanted to disagree with anyone. I never wanted to ruffle any feathers. I just wanted to be nice, unproblematic, just stay in my own lane, kind of, and just be nice with everyone, have everyone love me, you know? And it ended up kind of creating the opposite effect where nobody really wanted to form strong bonds with me because I agreed with everybody. I was on everybody's side all the time. I just, you know, I just, I was almost like invincible because I never took strong stance. And I never ruffled any feathers. I never wanted anyone to be mad at me. So I would never start any conflict. If something bothered me, I wouldn't say anything. I would just swallow it in. Um, If I wanted to talk to somebody about something they did wrong, like I just wouldn't, you know. So it almost kind of makes you invincible because you don't say anything. You don't cause any discomfort. Yeah, you're nice and people will say you're nice, but you kind of become a doormat nobody looks at the doormats they just step on it so i'm going to kind of tell you what people pleasing might look like because i didn't know what it looked like i didn't know that i was even you know exhibiting these tendencies and i didn't understand why i never really had strong bonds or anything I mean, I did in high school and I still do now, but I was exhausted all the time trying to be friendly with everyone and trying to just have everyone be like nice to me and be nice to everybody. And 
always like doing things for other people and stuff and that kind of gave me a hard time in college and then now that I've moved to New York City I'm realizing that I just have no time in the day to exhibit people pleasing tendencies like there's not enough time I'm already so tired from everything going on in my life that I cannot even make space in my life to please others or be a people pleaser here are some people pleasing tendencies that people often confuse for being nice you know you do all these things and you're like wait i'm just being nice but you're actually trying to please others at the expense of yourself number one putting other people's needs first and this is where you kind of lose me because the Bible says to put other people's needs first. The Bible says to always think of others before yourself. Um, so it's a bit of a gray area because I'm like, when is it people pleasing and when is it being a good Christian? You know, because I want to live like Christ. I want to live like Christ. I want to I want to be a good Christian. I want to show God's light and love to everyone so what do you mean putting other people's needs first is people pleasing? And I think in thinking about this, I realized that being a good Christian is basically living like Christ did, right? And Christ helped so many people in his lifetime. He healed the sick. He fed people. He prayed for people. He, he did so many things. He never did them at the expense of compromising himself or who he was. So his one mission, his one mission obviously was to show other people God, right? Show other people God in human form. All of these things he did for others never once compromised that mission. Never once failed to complete that mission because of other another person or trying to help another person he didn't say oh the disciples are going to be so sad if i leave this earth so i'm actually not going to die for anybody's sins i'm going to stay right here with them because i don't want them to be sad if i go that's what people pleasing is jesus was never a people pleaser jesus was kind human being he was a nice human being and sometimes he was not so nice. And I know I made a YouTube video recent, not recently, maybe like a year ago I made a YouTube video. And the title was, There is no such thing as being too nice. And in that video, I was a bit naive, actually. I was a bit naive because I was, I was confusing being kind for like, you know, the kingdom of God's sake versus like just doing anything and everything for somebody sometimes we don't have to be nice sometimes completing our mission and completing our purpose that god has put us on this earth for sometimes that requires not being nice it never requires not being kind we're always kind never lose your kindness but sometimes it requires not being nice so people uh, putting other people's needs first, I think how I'm going to navigate that moving forward is obviously, you know, we can sacrifice for others and we can 
the Bible says to think of other people before ourselves. But I feel like when, only when that is in line with our purpose and our mission here on earth. You don't do things that are going to go against what you are put on this earth for. And for example, I am not put on this earth to perpetuate injustice, right? So if somebody, if somebody's need is harming or being unjust to somebody else, I'm not going to put that need before my own, if that makes sense. If somebody else's need is harming me, <laughs> sometimes we have to think about it like this. If somebody else's needs is harming me, then I'm not going to put that person's need before my own. And I think a lot of times when it comes to ourselves, we we can't we don't see how somebody's needs might be harming us either emotionally, physically, mentally. Maybe not even their needs, maybe their actions, maybe their words. So we put them above us because it's like, oh no, we have to put other people above us. We have to put other people first and we have to think of ourselves last. And this is what being a good Christian is, is putting others before you. And that's what I thought as well, but that's not really what it is. What it actually means, <laughs> okay, I'm going to stop like that. What it actually means is putting other people's needs first when it is in line with your mission. So if somebody else's need is that they need me to go to the grocery store and get them something because they don't feel well, or they're sick or something, I will do that because that is in line with my mission of showing God's light and love to other people. But if somebody's needs is against that mission that I, I've given myself on earth, then I'm not doing it. I'm not. And if somebody's treating me in a way that isn't in line with what I want, then I'm not. Another example of people pleasing tendencies that other people can or that we can confuse for being nice is not showing your true feelings to avoid conflict. Hiding how you really feel, hiding what you really think to not get somebody else upset. That is so harmful. Like, that is so harmful. I've done that so many times. So many times in my life I've done that. And it's so harmful because it only makes your relationship worse with that person. For example, someone has bothered you. You really like this person. So you're 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 saying, "Okay, I'm not going to tell them that this bothered me because I don't want to start conflict and potentially lose this person." What this happens is the person will keep doing this. You will keep getting mad and not saying anything. There's going to be built up and pent up anger, and the relationship is going to be ruined because there's no honesty. And honesty is part of what God stands for is being honest. So lying about what you really feel about something, lying about what you think about something just to avoid conflict is not in line with being a good Christian. That's just being that's just being a people pleaser and trying to not make somebody else mad at the expense of how you feel and that just is harmful to ourselves and our relationships. Number three, always agreeing with people and doing what they want. That is also so harmful because it's not everything someone wants that you have to do. And this is what also took me a hard time realizing because 
a lot of people, because they realize like I am so nice and I would do anything for anybody, they would just keep coming to me with, with requests and demands and just like things. And I couldn't see that I was like being used or this is like people are taking advantage of me. I just was like saying like, oh no, I'm just doing this because I want to be kind and I want to be nice. And so I have to do what they want so that they will look at me in good graces. And there's a verse that um, I want to put out. Um, not put out, I want to read. And it's Galatians 1.10. And it says, For am I now seeking the favor or approval of men or of God? Am I striving to please men? Question mark. For if I were still pleasing men, I wouldn't be a servant of Christ. That is directly against people pleasing because it's saying, who are you trying to win approval from? Because if you're doing something to win approval of man, that is that God wouldn't approve of. Then you're now trying to win the approval of men and that's not good. Then you are not being a servant of Christ. Assuming people here listening want to be servants of Christ. If you don't want to be a servant of Christ and you're just still listening because you don't want to be a people pleaser, this is good news for you too. Like, we should not be trying to win the approval of other people. The only person we should be trying to win approval of is God, you know, because He is the one that created us and put us here on this earth for a reason. So, always agreeing with people. Um, and this also looks like opinions. Like if someone has said something really that like you really don't agree with or really bothers you, maybe instead of you saying it, you're just like, yeah, I see what you're saying, even though you don't see what they're saying at all. Then one, it derives you or is that the word? Removes you from the position of teaching somebody else, opening up somebody else to a new perspective, showing people that you have a different perspective is good in general like it makes you seem intelligent and wise and strong and not showing your true opinions or feelings just so that other people will think that oh like yes she is one of us she thinks like me so that's good like that's bad for example even in dating like if you are on a date with somebody and you have no differing opinions and you just agree with everything that they say they're not going to find you interesting because they're like, oh, this girl is just boring. And sometimes we think other people are going to be like, oh, they're just like us. Like they think the same. But no, someone can tell me you don't really think like that. Another way, another people pleasing behavior is allowing people who haven't changed back into your life. Like <laughs> I just saw this infographic on google when i typed in what does people pleasing look like and it gave me six different people pleasing behaviors that people confuse for being nice and like i'm reading all of this i didn't write any of this but this is something that i've done all of these things are things that i've done over and over and over again and it never served me any good like allowing people who haven't changed back into your life there's this friend that I had and <laughs> even saying that I was scared we have been friends for a long time or we had been friends for a long time and it just was always the same thing you know if someone 
is always kind of treating you the same way, never taking accountability, never apologizing when something's wrong, never understanding how you feel or taking your feelings into account. And they just keep treating you the same way. They keep doing something you don't like. And you keep forgiving them, forgiving them, forgiving them. If they even do, they haven't changed at all. That is a people-pleasing behavior. And you need to get rid of that person. Because if they haven't shown you that they've changed or they're willing to listen to you and understand you, then why would you want that person in your life? It's only going to affect you negatively. Another way... Another behavior is not asserting your boundaries due to fear of rejection. And (laughs) this is also another thing because a strong boundary of mine, and the example I'm going to give is dating as well because that's the only thing that's coming into mind, but the strong boundary of mine was like no sex before marriage. But I would be scared to say that because I'm like, if I say this, they're not going to want to date me anymore. And yeah, maybe that may be true for some of the boys, but not everybody thinks like that. And If you don't assert your boundaries out of fear of rejection and you just kind of compromise your boundaries so that you can be accepted and feel loved, that is harmful and detrimental to your own growth, to you finding who's out there for you, to for you to find people who respects that boundary. Like you're just hindering yourself from finding people who will accept you for your boundaries and you are kind of pretending like you don't have these boundaries that you know you have just so somebody can be close to you or somebody can be near you and who is that really helping seriously who is that helping because it's not helping you you know and it's not helping them either like you're playing pretend it's not helping them either and then the last thing on this list is offering to do things even when you don't want to. And I would do this all the time. I'd offer so many things, like so many things that I just know, like if I do this, I won't have time for this that I have to do. It's going to cut into my time. It's going to cut into my energy. Maybe I'm tired. Like it's so funny. There's a, there's a, an occurrence that happened in college that I think of from every now and then because this experience actually, this girl I'm about to talk about, she showed me what it was like to have a boundary or to just not do something you don't want to do. So I needed my hair straightened for a party. Like, I can straighten my hair myself, obviously, but, like, I don't know. I just felt like I couldn't for some reason. I feel like I wouldn't straighten it well or something. So I went into my friend's room, and there's a bunch of girls there, and I wasn't really close with this friend, but they were all busy. My friends were all busy. So they asked this girl who I just, you know, I'm acquainted with. We've hung out once in a while. They were like, oh, can you um please straighten Karen's hair for her? She needs someone to straighten her hair. And she was like, no, I don't want to do that. <laughs> and she said it so point blank that I wasn't even offended. I'm like, yo, I respect it. You don't want to do that. Don't do it, you know? As opposed to me, I would have been like, yeah, sure. I'll straighten your hair. And then either completely resent the person because I don't want to be doing this or do it wrong or just be upset the whole time. You know what I mean? Like if someone's asking you to do something, you know, you're not willing. If your body is not willing to do it, don't say yes. Don't say yes. If you don't want to do something like the girl literally looked at me and said, no, I don't want to do that. And I was like, oh, wow. Like that is what 
a non-people pleaser looks like. She didn't care if she made me upset or I, you know, like, oh, wow, she's so mean. She's so rude. She doesn't want to straighten my hair. She didn't care. She just didn't want to straighten my hair. And I appreciate that. I respect it. She doesn't have to, you know? She doesn't have to do anything she doesn't want to do. Could she have just straightened my hair and be nice? Yeah, but she doesn't want to, so she doesn't have to. (laughs) So, yeah, that occurrence, honestly, I think about it every now and then. I'm like, wow, like, that's a strong woman right there, you know? That list I just read, just kind of going through that, different scenarios, I used to do this all the time. And granted, there's probably so many other infographics or lists or like things or examples of people pleasing and if this sounds like you you can read more into it and another one I just saw right now is like wanting everyone to like me even though I don't like them and that is also another big thing it's like I actually don't like this person at all but I want them to like me so bad that I'm gonna do things so that they like me even though I don't like them and I don't like who they are and it's just exhausting it's exhausting living life that way it's exhausting doing this and I've kind of come to realize that Jesus was not a people pleaser and neither should I (laughs) neither should I be if I'm really trying to be a good Christian Jesus was not a people pleaser Jesus did things that were in line with his mission in line with the word of God in line with the characteristics of God but never at the expense of those things never to benefit others if it's going against him you know So we kind of have to keep that in mind, engage. Is this thing that I'm doing, is it harming me? Is this person in my life that I refuse to block and I keep talking to, are they harming me? These people that I don't even like, but I'm just bending over backwards so they like me. Like, is that harming me? Is that in line with what I'm on here on earth to do? Because you have the power to, you know, stand firm in your opinions and, your boundaries and your thoughts like you have the power to stand firm in them and you don't have to compromise for anything if you don't want to that kind of sounds bad you know what I mean you know what I mean like compromise is good sometimes but you know what I mean like don't compromise yourself your values your morals your mission for something else just so that other people will like you or find you endearing you know because it never works out that way people actually don't like people like that even though they will use you, they will ask you for things, and they will use your niceness, but they actually don't genuinely like you. They're just doing it or using you because they know you'll do anything they say. And it really ruins self-esteem. It ruins, you know, it takes energy away from us. It takes energy away from our purpose. And it's just not, you know, the energy you could be, you're using to please others, you could be actually using for someone else who needs it, you know? Someone who needs that kindness, someone who will appreciate that kindness. So recently, I have just been kind of like dismantling my people-pleasing tendencies because New York City will do that for you. Like, New York City will snap you out of people-pleasing tendencies because, one, everyone's in a hurry. We don't have time to be pleasing other people. We don't have time for other people who don't like us or trying to, you know, make people like us or things like that like at least the new york city i'm experiencing it's like whoa i don't even have time for myself for me to be bending over backwards to please other people like i barely even have time for myself you know this past week i stood up 
to three people, one including that childhood friend or the longtime friend I was talking about that I kept bringing back into my life regardless of changed behavior or not. I finally said, enough is enough. I no longer want you in my life, point blank, period. That decision came with so much peace. That's when I was like, wow, like, I can't believe I did this. Like, I can't believe I did this. This is so amazing. I've never been able to stand firm and be like, no, I don't want you in my life. Like, I have never been able to do that because for me, it was like, no, I don't want to shut people out. And that's not like God and, you know, all these things. But (laughs) God or Jesus did shut people out if they were interfering with his work. You know, God got angry. There was righteous anger. You avoiding conflict and not being mad over certain things because you want to be good and you want to seem nice. That is not okay because there is righteous anger. There's sometimes where you can be mad for injustice and you can be mad for people who are dishonest and greedy and evil. You can. And another, I stood up to another person, not going to go into the details. And I stood up to another person at work, not going to go into the details. But in all these three scenarios, they were completely different. And had I had to access completely different, like, strategies in in this battle of fighting people pleasing. You know, it wasn't like the same scenario It was completely different scenarios. It was either like, hey, I don't like the way you talk to me this way. Or I'm not doing this because you want me to. Or I don't want you in my life. All three scenarios were me fighting against my people-pleasing tendencies. And actually standing up for myself for once. And it was very freeing. I felt so powerful. I've already made such a difference in my life just standing up for myself and creating the boundaries that I want and creating the reality that I want. I've always, I've already seen a huge difference. And so I'm just very happy that I'm finally, you know, learning that it's, it's, there's a difference between being a good Christian and being a people pleaser. And it is important to protect your mission. It's important to protect your peace. It's important to protect your values And stand up for yourself. Stand up for what you believe in. Stand up for what you think is right. Either for you or for other people. Because sometimes it's easier to stand up for what we think is right for other people. But when other people are treating us bad, it's hard to stand up for ourselves. But I'm telling you now, it is. you have the power to stand up for yourself. You have the power to say no. You have the power to um, not do something because someone is telling you to if you don't want to do it. You have the power to create a boundary. You have the power to be like, this is the door to my life and I'm kicking you out so you cannot access me. You have the power. So what if they're upset with you? So what if they get angry? So what? (laughs) Like literally, okay, they're going to be mad and they're not going to like me. And? And what? And what? Seriously, and what? Your life is much better that way. Do not sacrifice your peace Yeah, don't sacrifice your peace for something else. It's not worth it, seriously. Making decisions that, like, deep down you dread, deep down you don't like. It's just making you uncomfortable and stuff. It's not worth it. Choose your peace. Choose yourself, seriously. Choose yourself. You have the power to stand up and make a difference in the people that are around you, the way people treat you. 
and what you can do. Trust me, you have the power to do that and and create the reality that you want. And it's so funny, I'm going to say this last anecdote and then I'm going to end the podcast. Ever since I started dating my boyfriend Lucas, you know, he didn't grow up in an African household. And if you grew up in an African household, you know that there's basically no boundaries whatsoever. Anybody can ask you to do anything and they expect you to do it. So that's kind of even how I feel like my people please tendency started is because in an African household, it's like what the adults say is right. You can never speak back. You're wrong always. And you have to do everything we say all the time. And that's how I was raised and meeting him and telling him like, oh, my my cousin's brother's sister's uncle wants me to drive 30 minutes to go do this. And he's like, why are you doing that? And I'm like, because I have to. He's like, no, you don't. And I'm like, yes, you don't understand. I have to. He's like, Karen, no, you do not. Sorry, I meant Adakora. No, you do not. <laughs> you don't. And I'm like, what do you mean I don't? He's like, you can just say no. I'm like, I can't just say no. He's like, yes, you can just say no. And then I'm like, no, I cannot say no. Trust me, you don't understand. I cannot say no. He's like, yes you can say no you don't have to do the things you don't want to do i'm like you don't understand you're white i'm african i'm black like there will be consequences if i say no he's like no you're an adult you can say no so then i say no and it's all right and they're like okay and then they just find somebody else to do it (laughs) you know you say no and like you're good like it's fine the world doesn't end. I just realized, wow, the world will not end if I say no. No one's going to kill me if I say no, you know? That's just, you know, it, it's been a journey getting to this point. I'm still learning every day. There's some times where I'll find myself about to offer to do something that I don't want to do. And it's like, why would I even do that? You know, I don't want to do it. So why would I say I, sh- I want to do it? Because I don't. And just like it's 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 a day-by-day thing, but I'm already seeing so much difference in just not being a people pleaser and i suggest you try too if you are one and i just want you to know that you have the power to say no you have the power to dictate who is in your life you have the power to dictate how you're treated and you have the power to dictate the circumstances that you allow in your life you have the power and i love you and you are loved and i will be talking to you in my next episode I love you bye bye